everyone. We are back with the Brain Gangster Podcast. I'm your host, meditation and wellness expert, Stacey Turris, along with my co-host and fine-ass friend, the mindful money maestro, Carrie Treadway. What up, Carrie? What up? I'm your fine-ass friend. You're my fine-ass friend. I don't know if I want to be a fine-ass friend Why? because I don't, I don't. <laughs> You're my fine-ass friend. Yeah, I mean, we're friends, but the whole fine ass just makes me feel bad for the ones that are actually fine ass. <laughs> I mean, listen, think about like, you know, we've often talked about me being a golden retriever. There's no, there's no golden retriever in the fine ass category. Oh God, just get fucking over it. I'm cool with that. I don't want to be in the fine ass category if that means my little gold retriever ass can't be over. There. I know the pressure was too much for you when I called you fine ass. I it was. I fucking take it back. It was. You're right. It was the pressure. I was like, well, I don't want to be like all fine and ass. <laughs> hey, but you don't have these fine ass hiccups going on while we're trying to record our podcast. <laughs> I know, but I literally just pulled this. Bolt, this bolt or nut, I was felt underneath my chair, so my chair could fall at any moment. Please, God, let her chair fall. <laughs> Anyways, what is up, everybody? Up? No? Okay. What's going on, on today? <laughs> on today's episode, Detoxify Your Life, we're going to be talking about some spring cleaning for you, for all of you, right? Yeah, not, not, not cleaning, cleaning. No. Cleaning your life. Cleaning your life. Um, because, you know, like, by the time everybody's listening to this, it's going to be March, and I'm so excited because that's closer to my birthday. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, March is spring, and spring's the season right before my birthday. So, anyways... Whenever we're thinking about spring cleaning, we want to think about our life too, right? Not just like our shoe closet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, my shoes are going to be really dumb if I'm not clean. Right. <laughs> You're, anyway. The energy around you needs, needs to be clean. All of it. So yeah, so today on our episode, we're going to be talking about ways to detoxify your life. And we're going to be talking about 10 ways to recognize toxic friendships and signs that you're trapped in a toxic job which big surprise that is no bueno yeah i mean and seriously not only is that stuff not doing us favors it's actually blocking our happiness Be because stuff like that actually takes up space and energy in our lives that we could be dedicating to the people or work or hobbies or passions we love that actually show us love in return so i think we all tend to kind of put up with shitty people or situations because that's what we're supposed to do to be a good friend or be a supportive family member or a good employee. Right. It's expected. Yeah. And it's also super uncomfortable to face conflict. So then we, we tend to justify other people's behavior so we can justify us putting up with it. And then we start peppering ourselves with toxic talk because we feel resentment towards those people that are kind of pulling us off our road to our best life, right? Yeah. But we don't have anywhere to direct the resentment. So, so then that we kind of turn it on ourselves. So I just think that's so crazy that we turn on ourselves instead of putting our foot down and saying, enough of this bullshit, I'm out. 
Right. Like that's going to be the last choice for most. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, yeah, it's from just all sides instead of just be like, no, 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 stop. You want to be a good person. You want to be a good family member. You want to yes. be a good employee, but sometimes well, the environment does not sustain that. No, it's not conducive to that positivity, but everybody is in luck because we're going to be helping everybody today if that's in this situation, we're right? We're going to help you recognize the toxic. You are going to detoxify your life. You're going to detoxify everything. And for today's show, we're giving away a Lost Savage Shenanigan pack, which is a fanny pack specifically for shenanigans. I own one. It works. All right? It works so well. It even comes with a little labradorite, which can't remember if I said that right. Dang it. But anyways, it's a super cool stone that's tucked inside for good luck on adventures and a pair of big mood happy socks to keep your tootsies warm. And guess what? There's all kinds of cool socks and I have a pair and you guys can all guess what I have. I have yellow for happy. Happy. Um, but we're just trying to drop a little joy where we can for our favorite listeners. Seriously. Okay. So let's get started on detoxifying your life. First, let's talk about toxic friendships. This is where shit gets sticky because obviously nobody's perfect. People make mistakes all the time. So how do you determine when someone's actually bad for you and not just being like a human being, right? Right. So for me, I'm getting better at recognizing this. I mean, it might take me years, but eventually I get to the point where I can clearly see that a friendship is draining me instead of giving me energy. So when this person calls or texts, ask yourself, do I feel happy or do I feel anxious, stressed, or resentful? And if it's, if it's any of the last ones, for me, I know the relationship is starting to come to the end of the road because after that, it's just which straw will happen to break the camel's back. So let's talk about other ways to recognize a friend who's toxic to your well-being so you can save the poor little camel's back from breaking. What did the camel ever do to us? Dude, he sang a fantastic song and, <laughs> you know, like it's a fun ride at the zoo. There's nothing better than having to climb on top of the camel ride at the zoo, right? <laughs> okay, so a first sign that your friendship is possibly toxic is their intentions aren't pure. And for me as an empath with the ability to actually feel a person's intentions behind their actions or words, this is the one that gets to me the most because on one hand it's a blessing because someone can do or something or someone can do or say something that's completely outrageous to me. But instead of their actions, I tend to look at what their intentions are. So if their intentions were pure and noble, but their delivery sucked, for me, that's completely forgivable, right? Right. But what really fucks me up is a friend whose words or actions sound totally benign when they say it out loud or they do it in broad daylight, but the intention behind it is to cut you down or make you feel less than or to leave you out. And that's hard because the actions and words are so subtle but energetically, they're totally full of meaning and feelings, and that's what I feel. So I feel everything, even if their words aren't saying it. Right, there's still like little, what are it daggers to the heart? Yeah, I feel the energy, and the energy is not, the intention behind the energy is not pure. So you can say what you want, but if I feel that your intentions aren't pure, that's what I'm going with. 
Well, it's almost worse because it's coming more from like a passive standpoint. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to be an asshole, just be an asshole, right? right? So their words are subtle. Energetically, they're full of meaning and feelings. And then if you say anything, like this is what I feel, they cover up their internal thoughts with like inauthentic words. So when I feel someone having shitty, sh like shitty energy towards me, but their words are like flowery or fake or inauthentic, dude, that shuts me down like in a second. And Carrie, I think your quote is the only thing worse than an asshole is an asshole wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> you know, it's even better when we think about that fake mustache and asshole just fucking talking shitty, right? Right. Well, well, talking shitty, maybe talking shitty, but mostly talking. I wasn't even meaning it that way whenever I said asshole talking shitty. That's like, <laughs> oh my God, assholes totally talk shitty all the time. Yeah, assholes talk shitty all the Literally. time. But the worst is pretending that you're not an asshole when you clearly smell and look like an asshole. Right. <laughs> If you're an asshole, you may try and fake it, but we all know you're an asshole. We can, like you said, you can smell it. Right. You can see it. And it's smell. worse. It's worse when you pretend you're not an asshole, but you really are. Absolutely. Because it's trying to make you look like you're dumb, like you're reading into something. You're like, no, I'm not. That's not me. It's you. And that's the worst part, too, is that you can't. For me, you know me, I turn towards challenges, right? I turn towards them and I will confront anybody and anything about anything that's bothering me because I need to lift that off of me. I don't want to hold that shit. So it's worse for me when they say something, but their energy doesn't match it. And then it just sort of confirms everything for me. Right. Absolutely. Okay, let's get started. So, How yeah, can we another one. What? How can we recognize these toxic friends? Well, another way would be you can't count on them. So if you don't trust that they have you or your best interests in mind, that's a sign that the friendship is not working, which it's more so like you'd be mindful to notice that it's constantly in this pattern, right? Yeah. So do they make plans and then continuously break them? Do they say they'll do something for you but never follow through? Sometimes people have to break promises, right? But it's for a legit reason. Like, I lost my leg at the bowling alley. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, people, break, people break plans, and that's okay. Right, but I'm but saying... when it's 57 motherfucking times in a row, you start questioning if they fucking value you at all. Yeah, if you're constantly feeling like you're being let down by them... It's going to be hard for you to have that same level of affection and motivation to keep that relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. You're like, what, like you're, what's the purpose? Right. You're like, you're never there when I need you and I can't count on you. And that shows to me that there's something else that's more important in your time. Yeah. And well, it's not me. Yeah. The thing is, is that friendship is reciprocation. So when you're putting out more than you're getting on a continuous basis, not obviously not all the time, but that's, that's when you know that it could possibly be a, a toxic friendship. So if your friend always seems to need help, 
but can't even find the time to return even the smallest favor, chances are it's a toxic friendship. And you can tell when there's a big imbalance between what you're giving and what you're giving or getting. And whether it's a friend that sort of monopolizes the conversation or your time, and then when it's time to talk about you or focus on you, suddenly they're just like, no way. Ah, can't, can't yeah. yeah, so this one is tough because we all know friendships obviously have to be flexible like any relationship. And it's not usually equal on the give and take at any moment. But the idea is during the relationship, you each give and take in a balanced way depending on the circumstances and then and also depending on who needs what at the time. But at the end of the day, if the pattern is so ingrained that you feel like you're always just giving, 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 there's no reciprocity. Reciprocity. Over a long period of time, that's a sign you're not going to be in a sustainable friendship. And you're probably going to end up hurt, you know, hurt, pissed, or just completely full of resentment, which is... That's kind of my pattern is to put up with shit for a long time. And then all of a sudden it's the fucking straw that broke the camel's back and I'm done. And that's not, that's not good on my half either, but that's the only way I know how to deal with that. I'm going to say that the majority of people do that because it's still following me trying to be a good person and not trying to hurt anybody's feelings along the way when in general, Or in reality, I should say, like, your feelings are getting fucked up the whole way through this process. Right. And it's funny because it's like, we feel like we are so strong that we can take this and that hurting someone else's feelings, no matter if they're in the right or wrong, will hurt them. And we don't want to hurt them. Right. And, And so I think it totally goes down to feeling like a shitty person or a shitty friend or a shitty employee when you're like, I don't want to put up with this, but, oh, you know, it's like, we need, we have to put up with shit we don't want to put up with. That's obviously life. But at the same time, do we really, like, do we really have to put up with these people that aren't contributing positive things to our life? Is it really necessary? No, no, ma'am, it's not. No. So you also have to remember if you can't depend on their advice, because life can be confusing AF. Yeah, AF. That's why we need good friends to help figure it out. But when you ask for a friend's advice and instantly you're like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't ask them, right? That can mean they're toxic. Yeah. They're not going to listen. And if they do, they're going to be terribly empathetic or compassionate. They're not, I should say, going to be terribly No, they're not. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, I have friends like that. And I've noticed that it's all about them. Everything's about them. And I'm not one to make shit about me because honestly, like I just deal with my own shit on my own. But at the same time, you start feeling this imbalance and it's like, why is it always about them? And it, and it's not because I need it to be about me, but at the same time, you want someone that you are um, sort of investing in this friendship investing emotionally investing your time well i mean it's it's a value like if exactly so one-sided and they only take it from their perspective instead of yours it's not in any remotely way valid right no 
And it usually gives that one-sided advice that makes them sound smart or maybe more competent than you, which again, is a shitty passive statement. Right. I totally have a friend like that. And they might even insist on a not thought out or impractical fix simply to get you to stop talking about yourself. You know, like, I don't, I don't really care. Just do this. Like, go jump off right. the right. fix. But what about me, you know? I or, have a friend like that, Carrie, that is, I don't ask advice very often just because I'm constantly sort of trying to figure stuff out by myself. But sometimes I have issues processing or whatever, and I'm not afraid to ask for help. I'm, I 100% know what my brain's capable of and what it isn't capable of, especially with ADHD. And so I'm not afraid to go ask someone like, hey, can you process for me? You know, process this idea for me. Can you blah, 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 whatever. But, but then I've noticed when I ask that, that they're so fixated on inputting their opinion that they're not looking at the big picture. They're not thinking like, this is what would be best. They're thinking, oh, how can I make this about me? Or how can I change this so that they're listening to me as opposed to just doing what is like the logical thing to do? Right. The other thing is that when you find friends that you have to make excuses for. So if a friend is known for their bad behavior, it doesn't even have to be bad behavior. Like what's bad behavior? But if they put you in uncomfortable. I mean, we have bad behavior. Oh yeah, we have (laughs) bad behavior. We're such good friends though. We're such good friends. I'm just saying in general, like I have bad behavior and so you know, and we can be on public with our bad behavior, but that's not the bad behavior that we're referring to here. It's it's a different kind of bad behavior. No, this is like when you have to justify someone's actions. I mean, to yourself and to others, that means that that might be a toxic friend. So, you know, when you find yourself consistently saying, oh, that's just how so-and-so is, so take it personal, which again, same friend, I find myself doing that for, fucking stop making excuses to yourself and stop making excuses to other people for their behavior. Other people into this. You're like, that's okay. Susie's a real bitch. She's always a bitch. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to stop until they're held accountable. And this is the thing. Like, if you're not thinking about yourself and how they're affecting you, think about the fucking other people that they're going to do this stuff to in the future. And that's where that injustice thing comes up for me, where it's just like, you know what? I'm putting my foot down because it's bullshit that they're treating me this way. And it's bullshit that they're going to continuously treat other people this way. So don't make excuses. No. And here's another good one that we probably can all relate to at some level is you dread checking your phone. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh God, my phone's ringing. Oh God, there's a text message. Who is it? Because technology has made it so easy to keep up with your friends, right? Yeah. It can be for better or for worse. And you'll know the second option when the person calls or texts you and you feel a dreaded feeling of, oh God. Right. Like you're not supposed to feel like that when you're friend texts you or calls you you're not supposed to get that gross feeling in the pit of your sweaty <laughs> palms and throwing them like oh fuck oh fuck um but yeah and that just that pit of 
nastiness in your stomach, right? A a good friend shouldn't be bringing out that negative or physical reaction. No. Like getting it like excitement, maybe some jumping jacks. I don't know. Yeah. Like when you text me, I'm fucking excited because I know it's going to be some crazy shit or something funny that's going to make me laugh or whatever. Like I don't want to get that feeling of, oh, what do they need now? You know? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, what do they want? What is it? What is it? And it's the same thing if you don't enjoy spending time with them. So if you did a happy dance the last time your toxic friend canceled plans, it's probably because you're exhausted from putting in more work than the friendship's worth. Like if the relationship feels like a chore, dude, get rid of it. We all have enough chores in our life. There is no reason to have a friend that feels like a chore. Yeah. Especially when it's our choice. It's our choice, and it's not like we're at the park with our parents and they drop us off for a play day. We have no choice. But no, we choose who to here. hang out with. Like, why are we choosing to hang out with people that make us feel shitty? I don't know, because you also want to 100% be yourself. Like, I need to be golden retriever Carrie at all times. <laughs> right. I cannot be stifled in any way because that's not fun. Like, that's right. really painful to a energetic golden retriever to be stifled or squashed, right? Right. But a toxic friend has a knack for spreading their toxicity to others. So when you're with that person, they bring up behaviors in you that aren't your best, like drinking too much, which I mean, I can probably do it without toxic friends, but uh, (laughs) um, gossiping, or you might feel like you can't be your realist self because you're consistently feel like you're walking on eggshells around them. See, that to me is is the one that I can most, you know, think of or relate to just because if you're having to change your behavior in any way and it's because you're nervous. Right. Like, how are they going to react or what are they going to think? Like, what the trouble? fuck kind of friend is that? Like, you, I literally don't want to feel like I'm getting ready to get in trouble. No. Or even if you just want, like you said, like you're a golden retriever. So if someone's going to squash the golden retriever in you, who wants to be around that? Nobody wants to feel like they can't be themselves around somebody or, or this friend is going to say something or this friend is going to have a shitty comment that's like a passive. That's the thing with these toxic friends too is everything they fucking say is passive aggressive. So it's subtle. You know what I mean? It's not like you could be like, yeah, they said this and someone would be like, what? That's so fucking shitty. Right. No. They're like, hey, I love your sweater. And you're like, that's what they said to you. You're like, they said they love my sweater because they know a story about the sweater. <laughs> Passive aggressive shit. Or they really hate the color of my sweater. So that's why they said they love it. Right. Exactly. And you know when they're thinking or talking shit about you. So, I mean... Honestly, there's a spectrum of talking about people behind their back, right? So the key is to knowing if your friend is speaking or thinking that way, are they concerned with you? Like, is there genuine concern for your best interests? Right. Like, oh, has Carrie been drinking too much lately? Right. (laughs) Or are they just trying to make you look like an ass to other people? So if there's any part of the conversation where they're ridiculing you or making fun of you or your situation, dude, steer clear of that fucking friendship. They do not have your best interests at heart. Run for your lives. Seriously. And other than running for your lives, it's not okay if they're trying to compete with you, right? I mean, if you're running and you want to compete, that's okay. 
Right. Because healthy competition between friends can be fun. It can be motivating. You guys can, you know, razz each other to right. the better part. But if they are secretly competing against you in their own minds that they haven't verbalized it, that can get weird or just awkward. Worst feeling ever. Worst feeling ever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to find out by actions that somebody's competing with me. That's going to be weird. Dude, I know it's the, I've had that happen and it's the craziest fucking thing ever where it's like, I'm going to be, you know, whatever. And you're like, dude, I didn't know this was a competition. Like, I'm just trying to live my best life. Right. I'm like, I'm over here trying to run a four minute mile. I didn't know. Right. We all <laughs> but at the end of the day, right? Like, there's the good competition. There's the bad. We should still have good feelings towards our friends and know that it's what's best for us overall and individually. Um, because it's totally normal to feel jealous from time to time of a new car that they got or a new path of, you know, I mean, right, that's just of course, like, oh, I, I, wish, I wish I could have that. Yeah. yeah. But if you feel like your friend is in a constant fight where they want to compete with you about everything or they feel jealousy over and over again, that's probably a sign of a toxic friendship. Because that, again, they're not, they're not worried about your well-being or your happiness. They're just really thinking about themselves. Yeah. And I feel like anybody who only thinks about themselves, because I spend so much time and energy thinking about other people that I've just gotten to the point where I just can't do it. And you know, I feel like we should like, from the standpoint is that I am not an empath. I'm as far off the empath path as there possibly be. So like a lot of things go over the top of my head. Like I don't notice them or I don't right. think about them. And it's not because I'm coming, but it's like you said, it's that part where that's not my intention to be shitty. I just don't remember not to be shitty. Right. <laughs> well, this is the thing with you. Like, obviously you, as someone that is not an empath and has trouble sort of grabbing onto empathy, there are things that you can do that would be considered insensitive, right? Absolutely. From a sensitive person's point of view, especially. Yeah. But your intention's always pure. And that's the difference. Huh? That's why I was like, I have to like speak to the others that are listening and they're like me that and the friends that are friends with people like me. Like we are totally pure in our intentions. It's just that shit doesn't cross our minds sometimes. Right. And that's a difference. That's a big difference. And that's sort of what you have to work out. But and and fuck for me, it takes forever. Like it takes me for fucking ever because I can justify everybody's behavior. You know, I'll justify everything for everybody because that's just how I work. Like I, if someone's treating me shitty, I think about, okay, well, it's not me. It's blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. But dude, years of that. And it's just like, finally you get to a point where you're like, you know what? It's you. It's not me. It's fucking you. And I'm out. It's not me. It's you. The ending statement of the phone call. Goodbye. Yeah. So, okay. So that's when you can sort of recognize a toxic friendship. 
And when we talk about spring cleaning, obviously, you know, spring cleaning means you're just getting rid of old shit. Like it doesn't matter if you're cleaning your house. It doesn't matter if you're looking at your finances. It doesn't matter if you're talking about the company you keep, like none of that. Well, all of that can be sort of implemented with a spring cleaning. It's getting rid of stuff that no longer serves a positive purpose in your life. And the reason that we want to do that is because by getting rid of that stuff, like for me personally, dude, I'm okay with the getting rid of the friends part. For some reason, I'm a psychopath and that's not hard for me. What's really hard is for me to look <laughs> at my credit score. <laughs> my credit is what needs to be taken care of. That's the toxicity in my life. And yeah. so, and that's what we have to do. It's like, okay, no matter what's toxic, what is holding you back? I feel a hundred percent like my credit score, my financial situation, not the money part, but just the old shit is still holding me back. And so finally, you know, I was reading a, um, an article on, you know, finances and how to get your shit together basically. Cause that's the one thing that I never have my shit together on. My husband's like, why are you reading finance shit? And I was like, dude, because we have to face this. Like it's time to turn towards this shit and face it so we can launch it out of our lives and make room for all this awesome stuff that we have been working for and manifesting and, you know, opening ourselves up for. Well, and that's what, like, that's the whole purpose of our podcast is that we're always talking about ways to enhance your life. Yeah, right? exactly. Yes. And like it, it, this is another topic that we want to hit on and that being of uh, there are plenty of people in the world that are in toxic relationships, whether that yeah. be with a friend or a spouse or a significant other. And that's one more thing that's holding you back from being the best version of yourself. Whether yeah. that and you bad or not feel sleeping it. or whatever, this is another thing that we're like, you know what? Whenever you're doing your spring cleaning this spring, which it will be spring soon and my birthday. <laughs> um, look, look at your relationships and, and look at your job that we're going to be talking about. It's so funny. Because you know, in your fucking, every fiber of your body, you know when something is not good for you. And that's the thing, it's like, you can feel it, but we can justify it logically all we want to. And there are so many reasons to justify keeping a job, a person, a situation in our lives. Logically, there's a lot of ways to justify it. But at the end of the day, how do you feel? How is this person, how is this situation, how is this job making you feel? Because that's the real gauge of it. So yeah. next up, we're going to talk about signs you're trapped in a toxic job. But first, a message from our sponsor, BrainGangsterBeats.com. This podcast is brought to you by Brain Gangster Beats Audio Brainwave Entrainment Series. Brain Gangster Beats is a natural and super cool way to tweak your brain. Just listening to Brain Gangster Beats using headphones or earbuds can actually change your brainwave activity, which we all know is directly connected to your state of mind. 
Using different frequencies in the audio files, we can achieve whatever mental state you're looking for at that moment. Relaxed, focused, energetic, fearless, you name it. Visit BrainGangsterBeats.com to check out the entire series, downloadable by single or album. Okay, so everybody has bad days at work. Come on. It's called work. It's a boris commitment and your livelihood depends on it. So it's not like you can just bounce when things aren't going your way. But sometimes a workplace can be so toxic, the never-ending stress can actually ruin your health and ruin your mental well-being. So thankfully, our bodies are super smart, and they know before we do that stress is affecting us poorly. So our body actually starts sending us these little red flags that we're not okay, and changes need to be made ASAP, and it's up to us to be mindful enough to consciously register these red flags and then change course, right? So these are some signs that, that your workplace might be beyond a bad day and sort of rummaging around in the toxicity um, area. Changes in appetite. So your appetite is closely linked to your brain and under stress, your fight or flight response releases adrenaline, right? That tells your body suppress digestion so you can focus on saving us from a perceived danger. Because our body doesn't know if it's a fucking tiger or a dick boss, right? Damn. Yeah. Under long-term stress, though, then right. our, our body's adrenal glands release, build up cortisol, which is a hormone which actually increases hunger, which is crazy. So when your job is causing long-term distress, then you turn to food for comfort. So in the beginning, under acute stress, which is just like situational, digestion stops, you don't have an appetite. Then as you become under chronic stress, then it's like, oh, I need to All eat. That. I need to eat. Oh, man. That just, I just thought of a situation I'm not going to share on here whenever you said that. <laughs> Why? You have to share it. Well, it's just a person that I'm thinking of that I just realized that they, um, I feel like, went through that. Oh. This changes an appetite. Yeah, because of stress? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's totally weird. Like, think about when you're stressed out. Like, when I managed a band, every day that we had a show, I was so anxious that I couldn't eat, right? Like, there was literally no appetite. So that's that acute stress. Now, I think I feel like that was sort of a positive stress. But when you start continuously getting under that stress and it becomes chronic stress... And then you start feeding yourself to comfort yourself. It's like you're either starving yourself because you're not hungry or you're overfeeding yourself to sort of feel better. Right, to cover it. Yeah, shit. Your digestion is fucked up. Like yeah. either way, stress affects your digestion. Yeah, and what's even worse is that you can't sleep because people either can't sleep because their mind is racing or they fall asleep but aren't able to stay asleep, which... It's probably worse in my mind. The times that's, that I oh. awakened in the middle of the night, I feel like that's worse than not being able to go to sleep. But I don't know. Because I have no problem sleeping as far as falling asleep, right? 
I can fall asleep perfectly fine, but I 100% wake up in the middle of the night like, what do I do now? Yeah, because they, like you said, they wake up in the middle of the night and they're thinking about a to-do list or what happened yesterday at work or what's going to happen tomorrow and being stressed about that. All the bad ideas when you're trying to get some sleep because your brain's like, oh my God, what if that dick boss does this? Or, you know what I mean? Whatever. And it's that's where mindfulness happens. When you're sleeping. Yeah. That's where mindfulness comes in too. Like, obviously there's a ton of different ways that we can use mindfulness, but damn, when you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're stressed out about your job and you're wondering what your dick boss is going to say or do or whatever, it's like, okay, that's when you need to sort of push that stuff away and practice whatever breathing exercises or relaxation exercises or whatever because that shit will keep you up all night long like stress is the gift that keeps on giving yeah and it's not like a few restless nights is a big deal because everybody has situations at their jobs where they may be stressed on occasion right right but if it's consistently related to work that's a sign of something being off balance and again we're trying to detoxify our lives and if that imbalance is clear as day there's a sign yeah right and you know sleep uh for ways to go the f to sleep i don't know if y'all remember but we did a podcast on that so go back and check out episode four ways to go the f to sleep yeah just in case you cannot go to sleep we have a good podcast on that another sign that you're in a toxic workplace is your stomach is acting up so stress completely affects your digestive system. We already, we already talked about that, but indigestion, constipation, bloating, I mean, IBS essentially can all be associated with stress because stress impacts what the gut actually digests. And it can also change our gut bacteria, which obviously between the you know, mind-gut connection, it, it will impact our mood. So that's why, you know, sometimes when you're upset, you get stomach pangs or nausea or diarrhea. Like if I get stressed out, I immediately, if it's like an instant stress, I immediately want to puke. Like that's my body's way of going, hey, bitch, you're stressed. I'm going to puke real quick. And mine would be shedding. Like if Yours would be shedding. <laughs> Like, uh, if I think something bad has happened to my husband or my children, it's instant shit. <laughs> so yeah, if your digestion's messed up, let's look at, let's look at what you're putting up with. Yeah. And also you get headaches because during the fight or flight response, your muscles tense up to guard your body from that injury of the said saber tooth tiger right. and <laughs> your pop tarts. Um, but when you see the workplace as a danger zone, which that sounds terrible, but that that's what your body awful. sees it as. It keeps yeah. wound tight. You know, you're sitting at your desk or whatever you're doing your job. But if you're all wound up as far as like muscles go, oh God, that makes my head hurt right now. Yeah. Because chronic tension in the neck and shoulders and head can be associated with migraines and tension headaches and just general, like, you know, whenever you feel like you're getting the flu or something, that body yeah. aches. Yeah. Well, you can get that if you're all stressed out at a workplace. Well, I, I was actually, um, my husband and I were talking about that yesterday because he's in a really shitty job situation right now. So we were actually laughing about all of these um, points that pertain to him because Everybody, he is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's totally, it's totally exactly what we were talking about. He's like, I said, you know, your fucking muscles get, everything is tensed up. Like you have headaches because your muscles are tense. The every fucking day, every minute you're like, whatever. I love the saber tooth tiger thing because anything can pertain to the saber tooth tiger and your body doesn't know the difference. Your brain doesn't know the difference. So whether it's a saber tooth tiger or a shitty boss, you're fucking tense because you don't know when that thing's going to attack and you have to be ready every second for fighting back. Right. Yeah. So if you're just walking around like this all the time, how is that going to make you feel in an hour? How's that going to make you feel in four hours and six hours by the end of the night? You know what I'm saying? How does that make you feel when you're like that every day for a month or three months? Our bodies, we, we always perceive that our bodies are a, a, um, a will fight. So we think that if we can fight against our will, that our bodies will hang in there. And that is just, so not the case. So our bodies are like, stop. I'm tired. Yeah. Our bodies, our bodies cannot take it all. They really yeah. can't. If you want them to work at an optimum level, you have to take care of them just like a car, truly just like a car. If you don't change the oil, if you don't change the spark plugs, if you don't rotate the tires, you're going to be shit out of luck on the side of the road. And you know, whatever time it is, you have to maintain these bodies, they're literally the only one we're given. If a car breaks down, we can go buy a new car. Yeah, it sucks. We have to spend the money, but there is an ability to buy a new car. If your fucking body breaks down, what do you do? Well, I mean, I was going to say there are some long-term effects. If your car breaks down on a dirt road and there are deer jumping out in front of you, <laughs> there's going to be some long-term mental effects from your car breaking down there, but that's a side topic. But besides that, yeah, I mean, it's just, we have to maintain these guys and they cannot take everything. They really can't. They're just bodies. They are magical, but they're just bodies. Yeah. So another sign is if you're tired all the time and I'm not talking about like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm talking about like a bone deep fatigue that, you know, you take a nap and it does not go away. So it's sort of like this physical exhaustion a mental exhaustion and toxic jobs create a cycle that just literally drains us. It drains our energy. So you know, when you're in a toxic job, whether it's the actual job, whether it's the coworkers, whether it's, whether it's the boss, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're working too long, and then you're working too long because you're feeling overwhelmed. And then you add those coworkers or a bad boss to the mix, and there's no ability to recharge your body in what you've lost in those work days. So imagine like we get up Monday through Friday, elite minimum. Some people work on the weekends, minimum eight to five. Most people work longer and it's just like, give, 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 give. You go home, you have nothing for your family because you have given so much during the day and expended so much energy. And then you all you try to do when you get home is to recapture some of that, to light your flame just a little bit because it's so tiny. And then the next morning, 
you know, you've gotten your flame to a certain point and then it's just sucking down the whole day. And so you're tired all the fucking time because you can never recharge and regenerate your energy. Your little fire story totally made me think of like naked and afraid when it's raining and they're all hovered over trying to save their little, like, oh God, it's raining still. And their fucking little leaves are over exactly. the Exactly. They just have this little flame and they have to keep it going and they have to focus on blowing oxygen onto this flame. They have to, they can't just fucking walk away. If they walk away, what's going to happen to that little flame? Yeah. It's not like if your flame's happy and burning and your job's going well or whatever right. your life situation, you can walk away and go get some marshmallows. When you have a raging bonfire, you're good. When you you're have a little... So more like, ah, it's too hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you have a little tiny flame and you're cold, it's not going to cut it to walk away and go do stuff. You literally have to focus on, on building your flame up. And that's the same with our bodies. Like, you made me feel like I have to lean away for a second to pull my heater closer. I got cold news. <laughs> oh, don't, you're making me feel cold. <laughs> it really is cold as hell here. Uh, well, you know, whenever you're cold and tense and all of the above, your whole body aches, which obviously, because it, like you said, just tensing your jaw makes my head hurt. <laughs> um, but when your jaw is toxic, it can make you feel like you're fighting off that wild saber-toothed tiger at your desk right? It's like, I don't know who's coming at me behind. You got, you got to worry about all sides coming in to, and your brain floods your system with adrenaline and other stress hormones because your brain's like, I don't, I'm out to fight at any moment. I got to fuck somebody up. Yeah, exactly. You don't know when you have to fuck someone up. So you're just ready at all times. You're like, I'm ready to fuck someone up. And you're like eight hours a day. Yeah. And you know, if we're talking about assholes, there literally should be a like a, a sign in people's desks or in their cars if they drive up for work it should be like a sign of color for assholes and it's like <laughs> opaque i don't even know what you would call opaque but like pink red or you know that pretty little it would be like <laughs> things are good right mine would be brown <laughs> oh. <laughs> no that would mean like need toilet paper or something i don't know i'm not but like what <laughs> What? I'm not what? talking about externally. I'm just saying like skin wise, <laughs> my tint. <laughs> I envision like happy to be like a plump cherry red. Okay. <laughs> and whenever you're wait, in a talk. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to need you to come up with a butthole scale. <laughs> We're going to come out with a butthole scale of tension. <laughs> Yeah, we are because um, you're going to think about, you're like, whoa, am I a peach color today? I need to take it down a couple notches. <laughs> I mean, we don't really have to look at it, right? We can sort of tell by our tension level. Yeah, right? yeah. No, no, there's not going to be any mirrors included in this scale kit, okay? You don't need to, <laughs> anybody go home and look at it. You can tell. And if you aren't sure, <laughs> you can take a self-test with your um, lips on your face. <laughs> okay so we got what I'm talking about you could right you know the coloring it's actually a like legit conversation though because your body reacts to right <laughs> so for those that are watching the video please show us the scale I just want to see, like, just show us one of them. It, it's only one color. Just show us. Oh, one. on my face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh. yes. 
No, I didn't know if you thought I had like one written up already. I, I did not mean anything else. <laughs> but I you like, want to see my butthole. <laughs> I would envision like um like footloose and fancy free. Like I said, like a good cherry red, right? Yeah, let me see. <laughs> well, I'm not showing that. I'm gonna show like a scared saber tooth. Uh, Dick Boss is fixing to beat me from behind my cue. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, anybody listening, you know you want to watch the video just for that. But your body is literally ready to react. And being in that constant state of being able to react, I mean, that's overtime for your body. And overtime, think about a job. If you work overtime on occasion, cool. But if you work overtime constantly and your asshole looks like my lips just looked, it's not good. <laughs> like your poor little butthole has to get tired from hanging out all tense and stressed out like that, right? Well, and I mean like, it, you know, your headaches and your jaw, think about your teeth. Like you're missing half your enamel in the back. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you can't toast your Pop-Tarts anymore that the bear's fixing still. You have to leave them not toasted. <laughs> Okay. Easy, Ralph. So, but it's true. You know, you're all are laughing. Hey, okay. So literally hold us accountable for a butthole, <laughs> a butthole color scale of tension. Oh. <laughs> We're totally doing this. Okay. Oh my God. Let's get back to, let's get our shit together. Okay. So losing interest in sex. So when you bring your work home with you, obviously your relationships can suffer, right? And the American Psychological Association actually notes when women have to juggle professional stress on top of their ongoing personal and financial shit, right? It can reduce sexual desire. So for men, this chronic, chronic stress can actually lower testosterone production, which in turn does the same thing. It lowers the libido. So you lose interest in sex, your testosterone goes down, or it reduces sexual desire, whatever the reason. But then at the same time, dude, there has to be a certain amount of relaxation that you're feeling in order to allow yeah. arousal to come, right? Yeah. Do you think that there's anything um, relaxing about your jaw being all clenched? <laughs> when your butthole is pure white... Are you really relaxed enough to go, you know what? Let's have sex. That sounds no. awesome to get just my body violated. Yeah, no, no. Your jaw, if your jaw won't even open, probably not trying to be doing this. No, and then at the same time, like, dude, when you're stressed out, who is like, you know what? I have a lot of time. I think I'll have sex. Like, you also don't feel like you have time to have sex. Well, or you're not going to be like, hey, I know that we're both like super stressed and pissed off right now, but let's go have sex. Let's go just open ourselves up to the world. <laughs> hey, but I mean, this makes sense too, but your mental health gets worse because increased stress can exacerbate existing mental issues that you already have, like depression or anxiety. But someone who might be a worrier, put them in a really toxic work environment oh, and that worry, oh, <laughs> it might just cross the clinical threshold because you're going to have your standard worry times whatever because you're in this toxic job place now, right? Yeah. And if you feel like your boss is unfair or he's out to like fuck you over for whatever reason, your mental health will really pay a price because 
injustice is particularly toxic too because it makes it feel like somebody is like literally legit after your soul right yeah it's you as a person yeah it's you as a person and and being like no you don't deserve fair treatment you know and watch out because i'm getting ready to take you over kind of a deal Right, exactly. So that just totally exacerbates the stress. The other thing is you can find yourself getting sick more often. So if you're catching colds constantly, consider how you feel about your job. So there's actually a lot of research that shows that chronic stress compromises the immune system and it makes you more susceptible to illness. And I 100% know that that's the case with my body. When I get stressed out, the first thing that happens is I get sick. I mean, my body is just like, you know what? I'm done. You're stressed. You've been making me run like this for a long time. All of my effort and energy is having to go to keeping you in, you know, sane. And so I've not been able to be working on the immune system and this bug got in and overtook your body. And that's basically what happens. We're just basically saying, look, there's toxic people in our lives, whether it's friends, whether it's family, whether it's coworkers. And obviously we all have to deal with life and we all have to deal with people and we all have to have coping skills to do that. But at the same time, it gets to a point where it's too much and you've had to work too hard and you've put in too much energy and you're not getting that energy back from a job, from a person, whatever. And so you have to start paying attention. Like the core of your happiness depends on this stuff. And I think a lot of times, even with friends, it's like a big barrier to ending a friendship, which friendships are never fun to end. But I think a lot of times, like even if you have an old friend, someone you've been friends with for a long time, and you've sort of grown up together and just because there's an old friendship it doesn't mean that you have to continue with that friendship because it's something that's gone on a long time as a matter of fact if it's gone on a long time and you have felt that way for a while then it should have ended a long time ago and so i think we have to sort of toughen up a little bit and gain control of what and who we are letting in our lives because it makes such a big difference Anyway, that's our podcast, Detoxify, Spring Clean Your Life, whether it's people, whether it's job, whether it's your credit score, whatever the hell is holding you back, spring clean that shit out because you're making room for beautiful stuff that you totally deserve and you don't deserve the shit. So thanks for hanging, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, don't forget about our drawing. Yes. Okay. So thanks for hanging out on the Brain Gangster podcast for the Detoxify Your Life episode. Also, don't forget to check out the organic CBD oil brand we partnered up with. And you can also order your own CBD oil for mental wellness. Go to braingangster.com backslash CBD oil. And then make sure you enter to win a free shenanigans pack and big, big mood happy socks at braingangster.com backslash giveaways. Thanks for listening to the Brain Gangster podcast with Stacey and Carrie brought to you by thebraingangsterbeats.com. Train your brain with Brain Gangster Beats. Whoop, whoop. Guess what? What? We will be back soon. And we're going to be just as excited then as we are now. <laughs>
All right. Peace out. Bye.